Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. My name is Moyatu Baniakista, and I am coming to you today on a new week and um, really wanting to talk to people and bring people in and call people in, particularly around the type of season that we are in. It is by no surprise that we are in a very what looks like tumultuous season and very trying times, very difficult times. And I've been led to um, kind of bring this message to each and every single one of you as a means of encouragement, really, and um, also as an urgency so today's um, podcast is focused on what I'd like to, to call uh, narratives and confessions in the wake of, you know, COVID-19, narratives and confessions, really focusing on what narratives are you telling yourself and what confessions are you speaking over your life? You see, we are in a really hard time and this episode is in no way meaning to focus on COVID-19, right? Because I know that a lot of us have had a lot of information being thrown at us and things like that. Um, but this mess, this um, episode is really to bring you in and to call you into yourself and into your thoughts and into your spirit. Okay, so as you all know, this podcast is focused on um, faith and wellness, um, and really targeted at anybody who works in social impact, in social entrepreneurship, or um, doing anything to really change the world, and utilizing faith and wellness as your your lens to to do the work that you do. For me, in this season, I've really stepped up and applied my faith a lot because, sincerely, it has not been easy. I wouldn't say it has been an easy season. I think for even people of faith, it has really challenged us to look at ourselves and to look at where our faith journey is. So as a child of God, this has really been a relatively affirming season. I'd like to say that from the beginning of this year, God had really been preparing me for this season. Um, there were long bouts of isolation uh, periods that I went through at the beginning of the year where I was just seeking God in prayer and really um, trying to ensure that I was aligned to God's will for my life this year and really hearing God clearly. What that meant was I had to spend a lot of time alone with God, right? Because we're never alone. We're always with God. And so I think that really prepared me starting from January. And I think I told you guys that, you know, the Lord put me on a 21 day fast. And during that fast, there was a lot of healthy eating that I needed to do. And I think those habits stuck with me even after the fast. Don't get me wrong. I would have a little ice cream here and there, but there were things that were like strictly off limits. And I think all of those things spiritually, physically, and emotionally really helped me get ready for a time that I didn't know was coming, right? Like no one knew this was coming. Well, some people knew because God revealed it to some prophets and prophetesses. So people had a sense, but people didn't know the magnitude of what this could look like. The only person that would know this is God. 
right? Um, in no way suggesting that God caused this. Absolutely not, because that is not the, the God that we serve. Um, that's not what I feel in my spirit is that God caused this. But I, I do believe that this is a season that God is is utilizing so that his children can really look to him and get close to him and really hear what his precepts are and what his desires are for his children. So if you consider yourself a child of God um, and a Christian, then this season is really a season for you to be looking inwards and to be spending less time getting involved in things that will distract you from what God is really trying to say to you. So that is like something that I didn't even plan to say, but I really want to uh, challenge you as a child of God to really um, spend time with God and look within and really be intentional about how you're spending time with God, if you haven't already, because I think a lot of people have had a practice of waking up in the morning or spending time reading the word of God, etc. right? One of the things I do want to say is, for the most part, these days, I feel at peace. Um, and those days, I would say, are the days where I spend time with God, meaning I'm communing with God, I'm listening to praise and worship music, I'm listening to messages that feed me, I'm connecting with sisters that feed my spirit, um, I'm reading the word. And the days that I feel off are the days that I'm not doing much of that, right? Like maybe those are the days I spend too much work doing like work uh, as far as career stuff and things like that, which is fine, you know, because ultimately if your work um, still promotes kingdom and feeds children of God, but you can't neglect that intimate secret place with God, especially in this season. And so for me, I found that all the times I, I'm very intentional about being in the secret place with God, I have peaceful days. The days where I'm not being intentional are the days that things get a bit rocky, where some anxiety might creep in, some fear might creep in. I may actually listen to what people are saying versus what God is saying and things like that, right? Because we are all human. But we have to remember as children of God that the only way we're going to make this through, make it through this, is spending time in his secret place. But the two things that are really going to get us through this period are narratives and confessions. That's something that God really laid strongly in my spirit. There was a time, I think um, about last week, that I was having some serious bouts of like just about a week and a half ago, I was having bouts of anxiety around some personal um, issues. And, you know, God really challenged me. And he said to me, well, what story are you telling yourself, Moyatu? What story are you telling yourself and what are you declaring in the atmosphere every day? And that was very sobering to me. That was very sobering to me because we can every, all day declare things in the atmosphere and don't believe it. Or we can all day declare things to ourselves and don't believe it. But what God is really challenging us to do in this season is to make sure that our narratives and our confessions are aligned with what he says about us who he is, and his promises over our lives, right? So one of the things I've noticed that even as Christians in this season, Christians are struggling a lot with their faith. Christians are struggling a lot with their faith. Um, I don't necessarily know if, you know, some of you notice it, but even when you have conversations with people, people will say things like, I don't think this thing is going to end until October, well, I don't know about you. I have things to do. 
I have things to do. I have kingdom things to do. I can't wait until October. Unless, of course, it is God's will. But as children of God, we also have to call out to our God. We have to cry out to our God for mercy in this season. And if we're spending more time predicting what's going to happen or spending more time speaking like the world on what's going to happen, how do we expect God to really move in this season? Right? So I'm really, really tasked to challenge us today. I'm tasked to to push us today. I'm tasked to call, to, to, to have us really think through what are the stories that you're currently telling yourself? Are you telling yourself stories like, you know what, the news is saying that to this week, this upcoming week is going to be the worst week ever. So I'm going to stand on that. Or, you know, the scientists are saying that they're not going to be able to find a cure until next year. So I'm going to believe that and I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to confess that. Remember, whatever you put out in the atmosphere, it's biblical. Whatever you put out in the atmosphere can become reality because there are forces at work that are not forces of God that will take your word and make it something else. So as a child of God, you have to remember that what you are saying actually has a strong um, a result and a consequence. It is not, it, it doesn't just poof in the air. So you have to be careful what you're saying. What is most important is what you are believing about the season, what you are believing about yourself in this season, because that is what will cause the fear. That is what will cause the anxiety. That is what will cause the worry. Right? So the Bible talks about this clearly. It says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Right? So that goes to your narratives. What are the things that are playing around in your mind over and over again? Are you believing that you will be back to work soon by the grace of God? Are you believing that your children will go back to school soon by the grace of God? Are you believing that God is going to continue to protect your household by the grace of God? Are you believing that God will heal anybody that you know by the grace of God? What are you believing and what are the stories that you're telling yourself? Because if you're waking up every morning and you're telling yourself stories of fear, then my sister or my brother, it is going to replicate itself in your spirit, man. So you will begin to feel worry. You will begin to feel fear. You will begin to feel anxious. You will begin to feel depressed. And none of those things are of God. So the moment you begin to feel anything that is the opposite of peace, love, a sound mind, and everything God has promised you as his child, know that you have allowed the enemy to have access to you because of the story that you're telling yourself. Do you understand that you have power within you as a child of God that you can turn any situation around by the thoughts that come through you and the stories that you tell yourself? Remember, this is the season to pay attention to the narratives, the stories that you are telling yourself about what is going on and how you as a child of God are. The other day, I wrote an article on my blog on how I have been coping with everything that is happening through this COVID-19 period. It hadn't really occurred to me that there are two things that will make anyone make it through this alive. Yes, alive. Alive in spirit and alive in the physical. 
okay? Because you can decide how you want to go through this season as a believer and as a child of God. Do you want to go through this season worrying and being anxious and being in fear every day? Or do you want to go through this season with boldness, with courage, with strength, with peace, with joy? Unexplainable joy. That's why the Bible says in the peace that, in Philippians, the peace that passeth all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it doesn't have to make sense to everybody. There is a peace, though, that God wants to release to his children in this season. But the only way you can get that peace is by the stories that you tell yourself being aligned to the stories that God has said about you. That is what it is. Your narratives about yourself have to align with the narratives of what God has said about you. So my question to you today is, what story are you telling yourself? You see, as a woman of faith, I knew I had to be very intentional about the stories I was telling myself at the onset, at the onset of when things started to happen. I'll tell you a story because I'm being led to share. I was supposed to, I work also, I work in Sierra Leone because I have a non-for-profit organization in Sierra Leone. It's a social impact organization that works with girls, particularly um, in girls' leadership work. I was scheduled to go to Sierra Leone. I was scheduled to go to Sierra Leone. And a week before going, I began to seek the face of God about, was it, the, was it right for me to go? Because that was right um, before, you know, things really picked up and got really, really bad and escalated. And I began to seek the face of God. If this is something I'm supposed to do, God led me to speak to some very close family members and a couple of sisters. But before he did, he spoke to me. He said, you don't want to get stuck. And when God spoke to me about it, I thought, okay, maybe God was speaking about getting stuck um, in Europe because I transited through Europe. So when my carnality of my human mind, that is what I thought. And so I, I had the conversation I, I needed to have with my close family members, with my husband, with my mother, with my brothers, um, and a couple of my sisters who I pray with, and decided that it was best that I stay behind and not go anywhere. So a week later... Not even a week later, I would say a few days later, the president of the United States began to declare some of the, the, the stopgap measures of people coming into the U.S. And shortly after, Sierra Leone began to um, say that the last flight out of Sierra Leone was actually around the time I would be getting to Sierra Leone. Not only that, Sierra Leone began to declare a quarantine for anybody who was coming from the U.S. into Sierra Leone. Then I began to understand what the Spirit of God was saying to me, right? So sometimes, all the time, when God speaks, we have to pay attention in this season. And if I wasn't aligned and in the secret place of God, I could have missed that. If I wasn't humble enough to ask God what was happening and how should I go about things, I could have missed it. Well, fast forward till today, we know that as of today, from what I know, Sierra Leone has six positive cases. As far as where I am in the U.S., we have over, I think I saw like something crazy because I'm in the Northeast. Um, 
I think like 30,000 30, or so um, cases, right? So clearly God was protecting me in a way to say, I don't want you to struggle. I don't want you to get stuck. I don't want you to have to deal with being in quarantine for 14 days. So God always goes ahead of his children. So why do we think that if God went ahead of me and did what he needed to do for me to stay put and not to go anywhere, why do we think that the same God and the same promises and the same precepts that he has for us as his children are anywhere short of our identity and the things we're supposed to be remembering about ourselves in this season? It's the same God. So for me, I began to reflect on that. I remember the morning when things finally hit me that God really was protecting me from traveling the way I was going to be traveling and the type of things that could have potentially happened to me and increase my level to potentially being exposed. So we already know that we are children whose father loves us so much, right? And this is meant to be a very intimate episode. So it's really meant to touch the hearts of those who are feeling hopeless, those who are feeling fear, those who are feeling anxiety, those who are having identity crisis about who they are in God. This is a this is this episode is for you. You know, because you got to go back to the basics. You got to go back to the basics. You got to go back to the the basics. When even before the earth was formed, God was there. And what happens? The earth was dark. The entire earth was formless. It was dark. And in Genesis, and it says, the spirit of God hovered over the waters. What does that mean? That even in the darkness, God is there. That even when things don't seem like how they should seem, God is there. So even in this COVID-19 situation, what narrative are you telling yourself? Here are some things to consider. You have to be intentional about the stories you tell yourself. How should you go about building your narratives and confessions you want to speak in your everyday life? Number one, declare who you are. Declare who you are. Remember who you are and believe that. For instance, these are all biblical. You can look them up. For me, I say I am a royal priesthood. I am a chosen generation. I am called and born for such a time like this. I am favored and the goodness of the Lord is upon me. I am protected by the shield of God. These are some of the things I believe about myself. So when I wake up in the morning, whichever one I can remember, I say it. Declare whose you are. That's number two. Declare whose you are. I serve a God of miracles. I serve a God that releases manna from heaven. I am under the banner of God. I am the redeemed of God. You have to believe these things. Number three, read the word of God and get scriptures that are fitting to what is happening in your life right now. A lot of people have been going to 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. A lot of people have been going to Psalm 91. The entire Psalm 91 is a psalm of protection. There are so many things that God has already said about you. Everything that happens now has happened before. There is nothing that is new. It is biblical. There is nothing that is new. So as a child of God, you have to tap into biblical um, 
timing and see how God operated in the lives of his people then, it's the same way God will operate in the life of his people now. We don't serve an irresponsible father. He's always with his children. So read the word of God and get scriptures that are fitting to what is happening in your life right now. I wanted to share with you some examples of narratives that I have that I'm still building in, but a few. And I'll share some examples of confessions as well that I have. The first is, if God did it for the Israelites in the land of Goshen, he will do it for me and my family. I wake up every day to this. In Exodus, we see where there are plagues that are coming upon the land of Egypt. But God gives a specific instruction to his children to say, kill a lamb and use the blood of the lamb and wipe it across your doorpost so that when the angel of death comes, they will not come near your dwelling. What does that mean? It means that so long as you are a child of God, you are under a different covenant. You are under a different decree. You are under a different contract. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that God loves anybody less. I always say this, but it just means that so long as you made the decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior, there is a, 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 a mandate and a responsibility of our Father to take care of, of you as his child because you have said you believe and you receive. The second thing I, do, I, I tell myself is, God who began a good work in me shall complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. I believe it's in Philippians. That means that whatever God has started on me, it must continue. Whatever spiritual work God has started in me, it must continue until the day Jesus Christ comes. As Christians, we believe in, this, in the second coming of Jesus Christ. That is what we work towards. That is what we look for. And our belief is that this is a passing place for us. This is a place for us to do what God has wants us to do here. That's why in Matthew, when the Lord's Prayer is saying, say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is the ultimate destination for us as Christians. So in this season, it is important to remember that. And you have to decree and declare that, God, this thing that you have started in me, it will surely be completed until the day of Jesus. So you have to believe that. That is my narrative that I say to myself every morning. The third narrative that I say is, my assignment has just started. I have a lot to do for God's kingdom, and I would live to tell the testimony of surviving COVID-19, of surviving the COVID-19 period. You have to believe that. You have to declare that upon your life because you are part of a covenant. The next thing I wanted to talk about are the confession examples that I have. Confessions are now what you declare in the atmosphere. Confessions are what you say when people say something that rejects the word of God. Confessions are what you say when the enemy tries to attack your mind. And all of a sudden you begin to doubt God's word over your life. This is when you activate confessions. Narratives are what you say ahead of time. They are your proactive ways of building your spirit up 
So I'll talk a little bit before I go into confession. Let me tell you why narratives are important. Narratives build your spirit. They build your spirit so that you are confident in the things of God. Narratives also build your faith. Okay? They build your faith so that you don't allow fear to take over you. Narratives also should bring a certain level of peace to you, right? They should bring peace to you. They should bring calm to you. That is why it is more internal. Narratives are guided by the Holy Spirit within you. The Holy, if you read the word of God and you plant yourself in the word of God, God will remind you of who you are. And the more God reminds you of who you are, those are the, the stories that you tell yourself. Remember what I said. The stories that you tell yourself are aligned directly to the stories of what God says about you. Okay? Now, let me move to confessions. Your confessions are the things that you declare in the atmosphere. They're the things that you declare in the atmosphere. And these things are all biblical. I'm not talking about new age things. That I will leave that for the people who like to talk about intentions and all those other things. That's not really my area. As a child of God, everything I do is based on biblical. Um, so I don't really practice things like affirmations and things like that. It's just not, um, it's not part of me as a child of God, as a Christian. Okay. I believe in things that are deeply rooted in the word of God. Okay. Because that is what has sustained me. And that is what has protected me as a child of God. So the other thing is confession examples. One of my favorite confession examples in this season is Isaiah 54 verse 17. Isaiah 54 verse 17 is something I think Christians say all the time, but sometimes we don't even realize the power of Isaiah 54 17. We don't, you know, and we say it all the time, but do we really understand the weight that it has? It says, no weapon that is fashioned against me, no weapon that is fashioned against me shall prosper, okay? And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And it continues, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is directly from God. So you have to confess and declare God's word in the atmosphere, over your life, over your family members, over things, over situations. Even if you're watching the news and somebody says something crazy like, yeah, this is going to be the worst week of the day. You say, no weapon that is fashioned against me. And every tongue that rises up against, you know, you can declare your nation. You can declare your family. You can declare uh, against nurses and doctors. You can declare against the leaderships in your states, in your countries. Right? That is one confession I use. Another confession I use is Psalm 91 verse 7. It says, A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but when it shall not come near thee. For me, I personalize it. I say, A thousand shall fall at the right and ten thousand at the right hand, but it shall not come near me. Psalm 91 7. What does that mean? I am declaring in the atmosphere that I don't care where COVID-19 goes, what it decides to do, it's not going to come near me or my family. It's not going to come near 
anything that is near my tent. That is my declaration. It's not going to come near anybody that is a loved one of mine. That is a declaration. That is a confession that I put out in the atmosphere. The other one that I use, and you can use any of these or you can come up with your own. I'm just giving you examples. Psalm 118 verse 17. I will not die, but I will live to proclaim what God has done. My belief in this season is that God is going to move. My belief in this season is that God is omniscient and supreme in his powers. So I don't know what he is going to do, but I stand of the belief that God will do something. I'm not, I'm not moved by journalists. I'm not moved by scientists. I'm not moved by leaders. I'm moved by what the word of God says. I'm moved by how God has moved in the past. I'm moved by the God who has separated the Red Sea and allowed the Israelites to go through. I'm moved by the God that fed Elijah at the brook. I'm moved by the God who who built the confidence in Moses to deliver his people from the hands of Pharaoh. I'm moved by the God of Jeremiah. That is the God that I am moved by. I'm sorry if, if this is not what you expected today. I'm not even apologizing, but what I'm saying is, as children of God, we cannot afford in this season to be anything less than what God says about us. We cannot afford to, in this season to, to believe anything outside of what God has said about us as his children. We cannot afford to speak things that are not of God in this season. The next thing is that, that I really um, like, I believe, is in Jeremiah. It's in Jeremiah. It's in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. It says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. When do I say those? I say those usually when there are people around me that are saying things that are the opposite. They're saying things like, this is impossible. They're saying things like, this thing is not going to end soon. And then I say, ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. That is my belief. What are you declaring in this season? What are you confessing to your family, to your friends, to your loved ones, to, for those of you who have platforms, what are you confessing? One of my sisters in Sierra Leone, she asked that question about a week ago. She said, what are your confessions? Another man of God, I believe he's based in Gambia. He talked about this earlier today. What are your confessions? What is it that you are declaring over your life? The last but not least confession that I use is in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 37. It says, who is he that speaks and it comes to pass when God has not commanded it? What does that mean? Anything that comes out of the mouth of man that is not directed by the spirit of God is not of God. Therefore, that means that, yes, practice all precautions. Wash your hands. Stay home. Absolutely. Nobody is saying be disrespectful to your leadership. Absolutely. It's biblical that you have to obey your leadership in your states, in your countries, etc., But be weary of falling into the declarations of man that don't come from God. Only God knows the timing of when COVID-19 will be lifted up from the earth. Only God knows the timing of when COVID-19 will end. Scientists don't know. Presidents don't know. Doctors don't know. 
nobody knows. Even prophets and prophetesses that God speaks through, they don't know the exact timing. God may have shown people things. God may have told them that it will happen. But God is supreme in who he is. He is omniscient in who he is. So in his own time, he will make things happen for his children. And that is another proclamation that I confess. That it will happen in God's time. That my God has never failed me. And he won't fail me now. These are all confessions. So remember the things that you are speaking in the atmosphere. Because believe you me, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What you speak is what will happen. So if you speak something over your life, anything short of what God is telling you, then what comes towards you is your own fault. But if you speak and believe what God has told you, then what comes to you will be the blessing of God. How to activate your narratives and confessions. Number one, when you wake up in the morning, say who you are and whose you are. Then decree and declare and command your day by your confession. So the first thing you do is say one narrative about yourself. I am blessed and highly favored. That is your narrative, right? I am blessed and highly favored. It is a biblical narrative, right? Your confession may be, the Lord will go ahead of me today. That can be just your confession. Number two, when you are faced with opposition, declare your confessions. People will come and say things. You may even hear things in the news. Declare your confession. Stand by what God has said about his children in this season. I will live to tell the goodness of the Lord. I would live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't care what is happening. No weapon fashioned against me or my loved one shall stand. Declare it, especially when there's an opposition. Somebody saying something that is the opposite of what God has said over your life. Number three, when someone speaks something over you that isn't of God, reaffirm your narrative to yourself and reject their declaration by speaking your confession. If you may be in a situation where maybe you can't say it out loud, say your narrative to yourself. Maybe you're in a work phone call. Maybe you're on a Zoom call and a coworker says something like, yeah, this is really going to be the worst week. People got to watch out. Say what God has said to you about yourself to yourself so that you are building your faith. You are building your, your strength, uh, your faith strength muscles. You are building your confidence in God. Number four, listen to praise and worship music. Just have a dance party wherever you can, in your room, in your living room, in your office, your home office space, commune with God. Have a dance party with God. Let your spirit be light. Let your spirit be set free from anything that the enemy wants to bring fear, doubt, anxiety, worry, depression over you. And number five, read the word of God continuously and use it as a way to refuel when you need new narratives and confessions. I hope this word and this podcast has really blessed you because we're in a season where there are so many lies that are being told. There are so many conspiracies that are going around. There are so many truths, so many lies, sorry, that there is only one truth. And that truth is the God that we serve. And that truth is Jesus Christ. So if you're listening to this podcast and you feel led and you want to know more about who this Jesus is, just remember to say this prayer. Jesus Christ, I believe that you died for me. 
I believe that you came, you died, and you rose again. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life and make me whole. If you have said that prayer, you have accepted to be a part of the covenant. You have accepted to be a child of God. You have accepted to be a child of Jesus. So nothing that will happen in this season will stand against your life, against your family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is a very intimate episode to me. This is an episode that God led me to come on, which all of the episodes have been, particularly in this season, because God really wants to call his people into their faith and into the spirit that guides them, the Holy Spirit. So I hope you are blessed, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. Stay planted, stay encouraged, stay in faith, and stay in truth. Be blessed, and God bless you.